This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. What a time we are about to have. Welcome to the Shine You Crazy Daisy podcast. And thank you so much to Tara Day from Norwex for joining me today, joining us today and sharing her incredible story of having her own business. Tara, what do you do? Um, so I um, help people reduce harmful chemicals in their household and their personal care products. All about sustainability, being eco-friendly, caring for your health and the planet. Amazing. That's good just in itself. But in your chapter, you talked about your life not being straightforward. Tell us about the start of your journey. Um, okay, so it takes me quite back a long way really um and in my chapter I talk about um a bit of a child bride I got married at 19 to my lovely hubby we're still together 31 years later we're not doing too badly um but my goodness we have traveled together so many stories mm. um which is probably why we're still together because we've been through so much um so really it started when we got married um we were both working full-time uh, my husband was a, a serving police officer. Um, I was working in education and childcare. Um, and we were quite happy. We were both quite young, not particularly desperate to start a family. But as my training and my kind of trade, if you like, was in early years, um, obviously, I always wanted a family of my own. So that was just a given, really. And you never think that you're going to have trouble with that really so um that's kind of where it started we didn't start trying for a family if you like until five years in it then took us four and a half years before we actually managed to have our first child um and that is the kind of start of our story if you like of uh, crazy traumatic interesting happenings would you like me to go into a bit more detail? Please, yeah. Okay, so um, after four years of trying and we realised that it wasn't happening, we actually um, got help, if you like, uh, and we were put on drugs that, that enabled me to um, produce the eggs, to have the babies. Um, so it wasn't quite IVF, it was kind of a step before IVF, if you like. But it was, you know, fairly serious stuff. We were being seen in the clinic and at the doctor's. Um, and then I discovered I was pregnant. So, of course, really, really excited. Um, of course, all during that sort of nine years, we've had family and friends, you know, sort of ask us when we were going to have a family and all that kind of stuff to deal with as well. And then at my uh, 19 week scan, um, we were told that there were some serious abnormalities and that this little one wouldn't survive outside the womb, basically. Um, so we were offered an abortion. Um, as Christians, we didn't want to take that as the first option. So I made sure I asked all the right questions about, you know, is this little one in pain? 
um, is there any risk to my life? And when they came back and they said, no, not as far as we can work out, you know, heart's still beating, everything else is still fine. Um, the only thing was they didn't have like a benchmark to tell me how far I would go in the pregnancy mm -hmm. because most people at that point would have had an abortion. So we decided to carry on with the pregnancy because as far as we were concerned, well, this little one was still alive inside me, then it wasn't our job, if you like, to, um, to end its life. Mm -hmm. So we carried on with the pregnancy. Um, as Christians, we asked everybody we knew to pray for us, which um, was really helpful. Um, and in fact, the one thing that I asked them to pray for, I don't go into this much detail in the book because um, there wasn't really the space to tell it like this, but people were asking me what to pray for. And I said, the one thing I need prayer for is that this little one goes over 24 weeks. Mm. Um, because I don't know if you realize, but previous to 24 weeks gestation, your baby is considered a miscarriage, right. even though it's a fully formed human being. Um, so that was really important to me. Um, so obviously I was facing carrying on going, knowing that the baby wouldn't survive. They kept scanning me and just, you know, making sure I was safe and the baby wasn't in pain. And then at 24 weeks on one day exactly, mm. um, I went into labour and had our first little boy. Uh, we named him Elliot. And as they predicted, he was stillborn because part of his um, issues were that his lungs hadn't developed properly. So they knew he wouldn't survive sort of once in the open air, if you like. So that was pretty horrid. Um, but we got through it together, you know, with the help of friends and family. And it's just such a, it's a, to talk about it is so powerful and heart wrenching. And for anybody that reads the chapter, there's so much more that goes into your life. But and you do you do have children now. Yeah, incredible. And I remember the first line of your book being family is everything to me or something along those lines. And to, to, to read the whole chapter and to see what you've been through and for that to be the first sentence, you then further on talk about having breast cancer. And it's like one line in the chapter. But, and you're obviously a survivor now, but how did that impact your family and your business? I'd run out of room at that point. <laughs> I can't say too much more. Um, so anyway, we had an interesting time with our three children that we do now fortunately have. Mm. They have their own stories, which is in the chapter. Mm. Um, but the breast cancer, again, was completely out of the blue. I just turned 40. Um, I had this bucket list of stuff to do in my 40th year. Um, we'd just been on a really lovely family holiday, first time ever abroad with the kids, had a wonderful time, came back, um, and I wasn't sure about something that I'd felt. And I probably dithered about it for far too long, um, but I ended up going to the doctor about it. They sent me, obviously, for all the tests. Um, and I kind of went to the appointment, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'll just go and it'll be fine. Um, but then they showed me on the scan um, and it was definitely a tumour and you could, you could see it quite clearly. So then it was all steam ahead because it was a fast growing one and they wanted to make sure that they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I literally was operated on 10 days later. Wow. 
um, went through the whole chemotherapy, radiotherapy for the next sort of nine months it was. Um, yeah, came out the other side and here I am 10 years later. Amazing. Um, you know, fit and healthy. But that also is a big part of why I do what I do. Yeah. I chose to do my business um, because for me, it's all about, I became so aware of the toxins in my environment, mm. the toxins in my body, what I was eating, what I was putting on my skin, what I was breathing in, the whole thing. So when I discovered Norwex, I was so chuffed to have found something that could help me create a safer environment for my family um and then I get the joy of sharing that with others what I absolutely love about you having known you for a few years and networked with you a lot over that time and nobody knows these stories that are coming out which I absolutely which I really appreciate but I I think that we don't realize the power of our stories and how they can influence other people or, or be inspirational to other people. But you are and have always been the epitome of resilience and positive mindset. And you, you come into networking and you always have something wonderful to say. But how do you keep yours going with the stories that you have from your past and and business, what it must have been over the last few years uh, with uh, with COVID, how do you keep your positive mindset going? I think it is a lot to do with having been through what I've been through and all the different situations. I've always been quite a positive person. I always try and look for the best in a situation, in people. I try not to judge. Um, but I think having learned from all those different situations. I mean, my, my son, who's um, my, um, he's the third child after um, Elliot and then Georgia. Um, he was born at 27 weeks. And we, we went through an absolute roller coaster with him, nearly lost him three times. And now he's a hulking, great, big, nearly 18 year old who is absolutely fine, which is a real blessing. But I think when we were going through that with him and, you know, any any minute of any day, you didn't know whether you were going to get a phone call from the hospital. You just have to, you have to be positive. You have to hope. Um, and obviously having our faith was massive for us. Again, we had everybody on the <laughs> prayer chains everywhere, all across the world. Um, so I think that's a massive thing for me. Um, but I just... You know, when I had the breast cancer, people said to me, oh, you're so brave. And I said, well, I don't really have an awful lot of choice. <laughs> yeah. But I could stick my head in the sand and say, woe is me. Or I could go, right, OK, I'm going to hit this head on. I've been through plenty before. I know I can get through this. And my family and my friends and my church were just incredible. And, um, you know, it's just wonderful to know that, that there is that support out there. But... I think it is just ingrained in me. I'm just positive, probably well, stupidly I, sometimes. No, but you, I think you've absolutely summed it up. It's belief, faith and hope. And when you've got those things in who you are and what you want to put out into the world, whether it's business or, or anything else, then and you have all of those things in spades. What is one lesson that you've learned that you would want every entrepreneur to know? I think it has to be always, always have hope always and never ever give up um 
because I just find like with a positive mindset, and this goes for anybody in any walk of life, you can be an I can't person or you could be an I can person. And I think if you choose to be the I can, to keep smiling even through the trauma and the troubles, you're giving yourself some you know, hope in that process mm -hmm. that there is gonna be light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't really know otherwise how I can put it. I just know that that's always been how I am. Mm -hmm. um, it's facing things rather than turning your back on them and hoping they go away, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But it's facing them with that hope and belief, which is which is a beautiful way to be in the world. I, I'm the same. That's what I do as well. And it's it's it makes positive mindset an easier conversation. But it doesn't mean that you don't have those times that things hit you. But it's having that belief and hope in what the future can hold. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tara, that's wonderful. Um, what's your favorite business book? Okay, so I was introduced to this a number of years ago. I'm going to hold it up for the camera. Um, it's called The Energy Bus by John Gordon. And this was uh, at a leadership conference that I went to with, with Norwex. Um, and it was just, it's just basically a really, really positive book about how to view situations that you're in. It talks about getting people, having people join your bus. Um, and it's all about how you treat them. So I think every employer ought to read the energy bus because it just, it's all about the people that are joining your journey with you yep. um, and how they appear. And, you know, you might get somebody that doesn't see that I can bit there and I can't person. And it's your job and your role as their leader to, to help them see that there is an I can choice. Um, and it's about the energy that you bring both to your business, but also to your team. And I think that's relevant, you know, in any oh, yeah. working life, really. And I think a lot of employers probably would get more from their employees if they had that attitude. Um, Tara, what an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I really hope that this chapter goes far and wide, that people read your story and realise that through all adversities there is a positive way to come out of these things and that and that you're living proof of that so I, I really appreciate your vulnerability in the book thank you so much thank you for having me it's been lovely to share my story it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time so really appreciate your opportunity thank you Tara thank you for listening if you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop, and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.